All right, let's review this fucking bullshit penguin I'm not show. It up. No, I'm not either. This is going to be a very short episode. I, to I suspect. even go through it in any chronological order would be. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. I never thought that I could hate anything involving penguins and space, but here we are, folks. Welcome to Laser Comb number 57, the podcast where two 90s kids come through classic television with a fine-tooth laser. I am one of your hosts, NeoCal. And I am the man who still has a bullshit haircut, Christopher Siege. And uh, calling this show classic might be, might be, a, might be a reach. Uh huh. I'm like, wow, penguins, space. There's no way I could dislike this. Uh, Coming are... from an adult who reviews children's cartoons, which this most definitely is. Uh, we're we're continuing on with our uh, uh, theme of uh, Patreon sponsored shows, as we're going to be doing uh, for probably another couple months yet. But uh, this week we are talking about some episode. I don't even remember what episode number it is, but some episode of Three, Two, One Penguins, as chosen by our uh, longtime patron, uh, Bemused Horseman. And uh, I gotta say, uh, right off the top, uh, I'm sorry, dude. I. I, I I I I don't like this. Uh, amused horseman. Now, I don't have a problem with like uh, Christian rock, like Christian TV shows, like that kind of thing. Um, I don't find them like terribly offensive. But this is this is absolutely. Can you take me higher? Can you take me higher? To a place with a uh, golden street. blind man see. <laughs> um, as somebody who can you to... take me higher? Uh, as somebody who liked um, Titan AE, and as somebody who liked and listened to Creed, I can tell you, this is this is kind of bad. <laughs> Yeah, this um, is like some kind of spin-off or something of VeggieTales, or it's made it's made by the same people. It has some connection to VeggieTales. I don't know what it is. I didn't look too far into it because I fucking hate VeggieTales. My uh, my mom would uh, like force my my younger siblings to watch VeggieTales while they were growing up. So my mom is like, my mom is one of those like uh, religious people who isn't actually like super into christianity but uses it as a shield for like all of her like shitty views on things basically to justify like being homophobic and like slightly racist and shit like that it's, it's kind of listeners like... i don't like my mom <laughs> i'm just putting that out into the kind world of like the um the oh well like the bible says that like homosexuality is a sin what page Oh, you don't know? You just know that common rhetoric? Well, then why? Also, I know tons of religious people who don't take every single thing in their faith as gospel. Like, I have a gay Mormon friend. That's weird. 
<laughs> a, li a little. <laughs> we can't all live in sin. <laughs> we try, but we can't. We can't all. Uh, and all right, uh, as long as I pray afterwards. It's okay as long as you. Um... I'm already on my knees down here anyway. <laughs> Get two birds stoned with one. <laughs> Tried to do a Rickyism there. Um, so basically, three, two, one's penguin penguins I, is a, a Christian animated show that, with incomplete, um, incomplete uh, assets bought from like um, photo bucket, like taken from photo bucket. Or like the free assets from like um, uh, Epic or something like that. Yeah, what what year is this episode from? Because the animation in this show is astoundingly bad. It, it's not necessarily the animation that bothers me. It's the textures. Like they'll go out into a hallway with no texture. It's just a blank like yellow color. Um, they didn't fill in the room. There's lots of rooms on the the spaceship that have like a bed. And then 40 feet across the room, like a single dresser and nothing else. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, it feels like a fan made 3D project. Yeah, it's incomplete. Uh, so this episode, the green eyed monster is the one that we watched. It yeah. originally aired on October 20th, 2007. The show. So this show was made on a budget because it this show looks like it's from like 1997. Well, like this like is on said, par with the like asset thing. This is on par with like the 1997 Donkey Kong cartoon in terms of like how it looks. Oh, I would not insult the Donkey. Actually, no. Donkey I, I think Kong. the I, I think the Donkey Kong cartoon looks better than this. It does way better, <laughs> and it's animated weird. Like we're gonna cover that one day. Guaranteed. One day, yeah. Guaranteed to you. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> but this, I'm fine with even kids shows. Um, I was the oldest of three siblings and two cousins and right. i have like 15 years of watching like kids shows right but not only patrons please can you give us kids shows that are aimed at like eight and above not like four to six <laughs> right like barney you know not I, really barney you know i tales i still remember being like five six years old fairly well uh, and I remember the things that I watched when I was five and six years old. I would have never fucking watched this show. I, I'm sorry. I would have immediately clicked past this. I almost wonder if Bimia's Horseman is just fucking trolling us. I did say, point. to be fair, I did say that uh, this was a few months ago now. And he, he pitched us these shows back in October because our re recording schedule got kind of wonky for a while yeah, there yeah. because of uh, personal bullshit on my end. Um but uh so to be fair i had said i was like i want listeners to really rake us over the coals and give us some like ter truly terrible shit okay so it's up to him. mission it's accomplished up to, it's up to bemused <laughs> horseman to tell us whether he genuinely liked this otherwise we're just going to assume that he's he dug at the bottom of the barrel for, <laughs> for this one and here's the thing four or five years old if you did like this that's or six or whenever that's fine and we were watching it and siege hadn't watched it yet and he's like what like christian he made a joke about like doing your prayers at the end and did you watch the whole thing because i was like 
I'm a legitimate journalism, damn it. I'm watching it from beginning to end. I, I did, yeah. And I shit you not, like 10 minutes after Siege made the joke, before he even watched it, he made a joke about, like, the kids praying or something I, I like think that. I made a joke about, um, uh, I can't remember. I said something along the lines of, like, it would be hilarious if the way they uh, solve the problem in this show, in this episode, is just by praying. And at the very in end a way, of the episode, kind of, there's a make sure that you um, brush your teeth and do your prayers before you go to bed. And it's not just an implication. There's like a, a minute or two minute scene at the very end where they pray and they say what they're thankful for. And again, I actually have no problem with that. The show being really freaking bad and condescending to what children I feel offended on behalf of a five-year-old <laughs> watching it because like kids are smart enough, right? And let me go over some of the things that are bothersome. The <laughs> Zap Brannigan here, the idiot but charismatic leader who's actually that... a coward and stupid. I, I know. So that... many jokes. I Immediately as soon as he started talking, I'm like, this guy is a cliche. The, that and the thing is the jokes aren't good he like shows up and he's like all right get to work men i'm going to be busy doing captain things and he like turns in his chair and like starts looking at a mirror and like fixing his hair that's the closest thing to something being funny in in the episode and to to give it the old maximal try this is what the episode's about a monster appears because there's two siblings that are on the spaceship with these space penguins for some reason. But also and sometimes they're in their bedrooms. But sometimes so is they're the, also in their bedrooms back is, on Earth. So is are, like, is this their imagination? Are they dreaming? It, it doesn't, just from this episode, I don't know if they're dreaming or they're, it's their imagination or like they're literally kidnapped every day by these like penguins or beamed back and forth there's this dumb subplot in the episode involving the uh and it ties into the 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 main antagonist of the of, of the show what or, is or the this main episode anta main antagonist the green-eyed monster can you be more fucking fasts can you be more fucking on the nose than that no you can't and it manifests because this uh annoying little girl who is like the main character of the show is all jealous because like her brother's bedroom is like one meter or something like that bigger than hers it's like Hit such her a brother's her brother's bedroom is 50 square feet and her bedroom is 49.9 square feet right yeah i knew it was like a stupidly like small amount yeah and immediately i'm just like shut fucking shut up child right as a kid who had to like share a really small room and like a mattress with a sibling and i mean like a mattress on the ground not even like a bed frame like as a po poor fucking kid was there at least a box spring god no no okay just, just the mattress on the, on the ground bro. i was gonna say because i currently have a box spring and mattress just on the floor because i'm like eh. Who cares? I don't need a bed. Mr. Ring. Fancy Box Spring over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's all that Patreon money that that I'm making. The idea, yeah, <laughs> the idea that a sibling would have a gigantic room, and is this rich kid privilege? I 
like I, I cannot relate. I have never. Ever yeah. Also, yeah. Fifty square to, feet. That's pretty big for a bedroom. Well, when you look at like the the rooms and compared to their sizing, you could play a full tennis match inside of these. They have to walk twenty feet to reach their dresser from their bed. Like I said, they didn't have enough free assets, and like their bedrooms full of like a bed twenty feet away against the wall, like a dresser, and like maybe a toy lying on the ground, like somewhere. It's the the, the scaling is is odd, um, and yeah, she's like jealous about her, of her um, of her brother, like for some reason. And May, some maybe she's having sitting a, at a bar talking to a bartender. Maybe like, having a big. Uh, like a huge room with like a handful of like objects in the background that are blurred with like depth of field. Maybe that takes like less system resources than like rendering a small room with objects close together. I don't know. I don't know much. There's about no blurring but... with depth of field. Oh, well, you're asking a lot. from these. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a bartender who is voiced by our man himself, Gary, Gary chalk. And he tries to give um, the child some advice, which she promptly ignores this uh show apparently aired on a network called cubo which i've never even fucking heard of oh was it's not even around anymore was an american television network for children between the ages of five and 14. this is definitely closer to the uh to the five side of things uh, yeah and again <laughs> there's nothing wrong with like uh lessons about envy Right. There's nothing wrong with like the 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 prayers at the end. Um, it's just it's very low effort and the writing it, it shows in the writing. Praying at the end. Who does she very... think she is? Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Train hard, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, brother. Uh, if it went hard on that, it would have been so much better. Uh, so what do the penguins do? They get told by you know, there's a, you know there's a Hulk Hogan cartoon in the eighties. We should review that at some point. I did not know that. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> I think it was called like Hulk Hogan's like rock and wrestling or something like that. Sounds great. <laughs> Probably um, better than this. But what's the gist of it is they need to go to a planet full of sheep. <clears throat> and them damn they, sheeple. They need to wake up sheeple. There's an actual part that's basically like wake up sheeple. Um, but basically there are pink sheep and there are blue sheep and they both want what the other side has and the entire little planet it's tiny like you can walk around the planet like in like 30 seconds um they both want what the other has and so the dumb one oh right the archetypes there's three penguins there's the scientist nerd penguin <laughs> and there's the stupid captain penguin and then there's the oh, I don't know I'm an idiot penguin. Oh well, there there's the pilot who has like an Australian accent. I actually oh, right, there's four penguins, right? I, I actually he was the only thing in the show that I actually kind of liked. There, there's some redeeming things with the penguins. And the children on, don't redeem anything. Honestly, that just could be my affinity for Australian accents. I was like, oh, I don't mind listening to this guy. <laughs> but the the gist of it is, um, the captain's like, oh, uh, geez, oh, I don't I don't know how to solve this problem. And they're summoned to court. There's like a judge, sheep, yeah, who's like, bah, as your ambassadors. And I'm like, oh, I actually like the way the sheep <laughs> talk. They talk like this. 
Uh, um, I, I'm glad you liked it because I rolled my eyes. I, my eyes like rolled out, rolled so they would. rolled so far that rolled they so fell. far in the back of your head. You became they, they, the Undertaker. That that I fell over and they rolled across the floor like all the way to the other side of my bed. And then the deer head on the wall turned and went dead before dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. So one of the kids is like, "Well, why don't you just switch sides to see if the grass is truly greener on the other side?" And the sheep are all like, "Damn, that's a good idea. We couldn't have thought about that ourselves." And then they they switch sides. And then after like 30 seconds or so, um, they're unhappy again. And I'm like, these sheep are not smart enough to govern themselves. <laughs> uh, very like beat you over the head, like blatantly obvious, like life lesson for little kids. Yeah, they're sentient and like they're, they're smart enough to, to have language and apparently a, a courthouse. They're the only building on the planet, by the way, which is a little odd. Um, that says a church. lot about their society, which is the, the the fact that the only building that they have is a is a courthouse. There's a fence and a courthouse, and indeed, the fence goes into the courthouse slash church. How insane um, is their judicial system? Right. <laughs> Anyways, there's a monster. I, just admit, I would love it if like a fucking like sheep just showed up like dressed like like a mega city judge and it's just like, bah, I am the law. I I was hoping you would. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> there's only like fifteen sheep on the, this fucking planet. Um, Twenty years in an ISO cube for you. <laughs> uh, man that already is an infinitely better show than three two one penguins anyways the, Fuck, i wish there was some kind of judge there's a Dredd monster TV. on the planet i wish there was a judge dread tv show that exists because i would love to review it on here you know actually you know I'm what we should there's not we should do a commentary track for the S stallone judge dread movie for patreon it's been a while since i've seen og Judge Dredd. It's not great, but it like it's not a good movie, but like, it's I a don't lot even of fun. Really remember it? It's a lot of fun. <laughs> What's the one that's like a game show or they or something with um? Is it The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yep, The Running Man. That's and, based on a Stephen King novel. <laughs> Believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, right, right. Um, that one might be fun too. Or Smash TV, or I I can't. Re they both feel the same to me. Well, Smash TV was a game on Dreamcast. And was it ever the, a movie? I don't think so. Uh, and The Running Man was the Schwarzenegger movie. I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. There was not a Smash TV movie. You know what? I bet I just... I was playing Smash TV, and it felt like... Running Man felt like Smash TV. When I had watched it at the time. Uh, you were you were watching the running man while like one of your siblings was playing Smash TV on Dreamcast in the same room. And I was like basically the same thing. Yep. <laughs> just like yeah. this is basically just the same thing as um uh Madagascar meets uh two thousand one a space odyssey. Yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> that's what this is, right? And you right? can tell it's trying to be Madagascar-ish. 
with its like a penguin dynamic one being like the dumb captain and I, I've I've never actually seen Madagascar. I literally just like pulled like the two like movie titles like off the top of my head. I'm like, I'm like okay. I'm thinking I'm like okay, cart uh, CGI cartoon movie, kids movie, and sci-fi film. And those were just the first two things. The first that popped two out. that you could literally <laughs> take anything with peng penguins and literally any sci-fi movie or TV. Oh show, yeah, there when we worked at Blockbuster. When we worked at Blockbuster, there. Uh, there was a directed DVD spinoff called Penguins of Madagascar. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few direct to DVD spinoffs. It's funny because like I spent about from like 2005 to 2010 working at video stores constantly. So I'm basically aware of like every single thing that came out in that time period. Did that <laughs> it just in that time period. But like, or I, I can could... be reminded of it. Yeah, if somebody's like, "Hey, blah blah blah." This I'm like, I never watched it, but I yeah. walked past it on the shelf enough times that I'm aware it exists. I, I I never watched it, but goddamn, do I? Can I picture that DVD cover in my head? Right. <laughs> um, the yeah, joys of working of, at a video store. It's kind of like um, being uh, painfully aware that. The Scooby-Doo brand like never died out ever, like every no. year, like just half a dozen or more like Scooby-Doo like <clears throat> volumes and movies like coming out all the time, just churning them out. And it's like, whoa, I didn't realize that was such a big you... Scooby-Doo. I was never into Scooby-Doo, but have you seen the outrage recently was... over that new like Velma show uh, that was created by uh, what's her name? Mindy Kaling. Yeah, I think that's her name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was outrage before it came out and there was more outrage after. Yeah. The difference it, is it was mostly right wing outrage. Right. Before or unaffiliated outrage at before it was coming out because they're making all my characters dark. But after it came out, it was there's a lot of valid criticism. Uh, after it came out, there was a, uh, it, uh, as far as I'm aware, the show got like really shit reviews. And to be fair, I've never seen it. I might actually check it out, even though I don't. And here's, and this is going to tie into my point. Um, I might actually check it out because I'm not into Scooby-Doo, but what I've heard about this show actually has me intrigued because it's so just not Scooby-Doo at all. And so what I'm wondering is why didn't she just make an original show? That why is use one these of characters the, that is if been, they're nothing like at all like the if it's nothing at all like saying like the the established uh uh yeah characters in this property like just make a new show we should check it out just to <clears throat> dunk on it or give our own two cents about it and i'm sure it's going to be canceled after one season so we if if it gets canceled we should like review it like immediately yeah <laughs> well um Three, two, one penguins is getting canceled by us right now on air. Um, I, I don't even want to sum up what the episode is about. This sheep, a lesson is learned. Don't envy what other people had and be grateful for what you have. Except it's shoestring, like it's shoehorned. It's shoehorned right at the end. Like the girl's like, oh, I get it. I should be happy with what I have and not 
envy what others have, but nothing led her to this conclusion. She just I know. It. Yeah, yeah. And that like, bothered me. If you're going to do show an educational or moral children's um, show, like make it make sense. She just like in, in the middle of seeing her room getting, eat, getting eaten by this little green eyed monster creature. She's just like, no, I, 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 I like my room and my things. I don't want to move and switch rooms with my brother. But she's just using it because she knows it would make the monster disappear. And indeed, it starts shrinking and then goes poof and like disappears. Here's the thing. If there was no monster, no, uh, it feels like she's being forced to fight the monster and being forced to learn this lesson. She doesn't truly learn it herself. Right. And one of the penguins says something profound to the kid. It's not the kid figuring it out. It says she she learns the lesson because the plot calls for it. Because yeah, um, but one of the penguins is like, "That's right. Uh, envying what others have is kind of like a monster eating you from the inside out. You only hurt yourself by envying what others have." And I'm like, "That that that is a good lesson." But the penguin says that after the girl defeats her envy. Here's the thing that I hate in um, children's television. I hate it when the the uh, moral like life lesson, like most children's entertainment, like even going back to the stuff we watched when we were kids, had like little like moral uh, moral uh, yeah, lessons inserted into them. I hate it when it's really on fucking on the nose. When it's just so like. Go back and watch like G.I. Joe cartoons from the 80s or like Transformers cartoons or like um, just go watch like any pretty much any episodes of Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like yeah. there's there's less like there's there's moral lessons be, that there's are inserted. There's always moral lessons being in there. Like uh, don't take what you have for granted. Yeah. Don't yeah. treat your friends badly. Right. Don't but, litter like everything. But when it's when the when the enemy of the the episode is literally a green-eyed monster that's it that's just too on the nose for me that that just annoys me that to me that feels like uh disingenuous to me it feels like whoever made this show thinks the kids are fucking dumb and that's the that's the thing we've talked about this with guests on our other show too much energon we've talked about it here on laser comb too kids kids don't need being spoken down to i when i was the age that this show the smart they're emotionally more intelligent than people give them credit for i was watching star trek the next generation at five years old and understanding it and under oh there's another show that has very very moralistic uh plot yeah absolutely by design star trek has always been that way and as a kid, you were never like, gee, that's weird. There was no monsters in that episode. And like ran off and smacked your head into a door and like immediately grabbed a gun and like pretended it was a phaser. And <laughs> like, right. You, it Wait. talks about violence, um, consent, uh, sexuality, um, um, uh, personal space, um, laws versus culture all the time. Kids understand it. I, I've always said that I, I think I got most of my moral code from Star Trek. That's not a Star Trek and MASH, 
honestly. I, I know you've that, like laughed you about go. the fact that uh that that I like Mash. I've liked Mash since I was a little kid. I know um, inside of you is a sixty year old man that loves Mash. <laughs> no, I, I've actually been rewatching like some some uh, of my favorite episodes because it's on Disney Plus in Canada. Mm. Um, and uh, I've talked before about this, but like recently, like I rewatched through you know shows that I liked when I was younger, like The Shield and Twenty Four, and I'm like, wow, I never picked up on this, but these shows are really fucking conservative in their ideas. Uh, Mash very liberal that is a very left left-leaning show uh and, and much like with the the shield and 24 like i didn't pick up on that when i was watching it when i was younger same with mash i didn't figure out realize when i was younger just how really progressive that show is which is astounding for a show that's like 50 years old yeah for young me <clears throat> um it was just boring Maybe it was to uh, the jokes I didn't understand. But the writing in that show is pretty clever. Like even me watching it at like thirty eight now, I'm like, yeah, they the the writing the the dialogue's pretty witty. And I like wasn't even smart enough to watch it as a kid. <laughs> even and the two characters in the early seasons, like Frank Burns and uh, uh, Major Houlihan, uh, who are the butt of like the jokes in every single episode they're in, are the proud Republicans in the camp. They even right. like, yeah. So that's sh that show is a vi that's a very liberal show, <laughs> and like even like some things with it where it's like not everything has like some like terminology or like some not everything has like aged perfectly. But you can tell that their heart was in the right place when they were trying to tackle like progressive issues on the show. Yeah, like we always say, like intent matters. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, I don't know what your intent, Bimius Horseman. I don't know what your intent was. <clears throat> Calling it malicious. <laughs> your monster. <laughs> uh, and then we brushed our teeth and <coughs> did our prayers. And uh, trained hard and uh, took our vitamins. Said our vitamins and. Said uh, our vitamins. <laughs> uh. So, um, well, yeah. oh yeah, here, I guess we do a thing where we, uh, on the laser comb podcast where we're like, Hey, you just caught an episode, random episode of, of space penguins are us, uh, siege. Would you tune in next week? I would a hundred percent not. I would not. I would not. Um, not only would I tune in next week. If I only had, if I had a magic lamp, I would undo the time I spent watching three, two, one penguins. <laughs> it was, uh, you guys just landed on a bad episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, um, uh, I, I, I don't think that, uh, that excuse is gonna, is gonna fly with this one. You don't think so? No, <laughs> hmm. I think the show is just bad. I don't think it would matter what episode the we show's ended bad up and you about. should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, no, hopefully I it brought some children joy out there. It must have if it if it made a second season, right? Um, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it must have made money if they right. made like, I think, three seasons of it. I can't imagine why it made money, but it must have. Must have. 
or maybe this was just some passion project of some like wealthy maybe this was like a a, a tax like loophole from like some corrupt like churchy uh corporate rich douchebag right like by by funneling money into educational media they yeah 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 that has got to be it you know what i was joking when i said that but that actually kind of makes sense <laughs> <laughs> there's oh man i was, was reading a reddit thread oh by the way i agree with you i am not tuning in ever uh but right. i was reading a reddit uh thread about like fraud and embezzlement and something like billions and billions of dollars is laundered and embezzled and moved to off offshore accounts and that kind of thing like in the u.s like almost more than than like any other country it's in like the top five countries for like embezzlement and stuff so right th th this feels like a church funneling money in and then the the animation studio being non-profit and then just taking the money back and they pay their non non-profit um director like a mysteriously high amount of money yeah aka it's the it's the pastor that produced <laughs> the televangelist that produced the show uh yeah i i you know what it doesn't even matter if it's true or not i'm just gonna choose to believe that that's i the, want to believe that's that's why that's what this show is all about yeah makes uh, so much more sense now anyway that was episode 57 of the laser comb podcast best way to support the show and to uh uh, pick a show for us to review a random episode of, much like Bemused Horseman did this week, uh, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. For $5 a month, you get to do that. You also get commentary tracks periodically. And our brand new Patreon-only show, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show. It's a week new weekly podcast, but... Probably be about an hour long or so each week. New weekly podcast where we uh, kind of talk about random shit, whatever we want to talk about uh, at, on any given week. And we talk about some news stories that caught our attention. And it's also an evolving concept as a show. So uh, reach out to us. If uh, if you're a patron, reach out to us. Give us suggestions on what you'd like to see in the uh, the Super Lasercom Patreon Super Show. Didn't even talk about Elon this week. No, we didn't. Uh uh, I raged uh, against. Uh, I raged against the machine. Yeah. I, <laughs> I quite, quite. I kind of did. Yeah. I raged against the machine, and uh, we talked about uh, some news stories, including uh, a fairly local story about a uh, carrier pigeon <laughs> <laughs> with a tiny little backpack carrying crystal meth to prison. That feels so. like a story that's weird enough that it can't be made up. Right. <laughs> and I mean, like uh like training a pigeon to literally be a carrier pigeon is definitely a thing a meth head would do absolutely <laughs> and you know what else a meth head would do uh, watch three two one pigeons <laughs> while they're high <laughs> Pro calling yeah. you out three two one penguins fans <laughs> <laughs>
anyway, so if you want to get in on all of that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at lasercomb, spelled the same way. Or you can follow Cal at... Oh, I sneezed. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter as well at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L or TikTok as well. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Uh, you can also follow me on uh, Instagram at Christopher Siege. All that's one right. word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, with another Patreon pick. This time by longtime uh, Patreon subscriber Game Sprite Mode, whom uh, sent me a Christmas card in the mail recently, which uh, since next week is going to be their episode, I will show it on camera and talk mm. about it on air more there. Uh, they sent you one as well, Cal, but it's and it is sitting on my desk. We, we, we are not adjacent to each other. Uh, I should just put a new I should just put a new label on it and just mail it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I might do like in the next couple of weeks here. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not a, a Oh, joke. actually, no, you know what? I'm going to Victoria in oh, yeah. Uh, February. Yeah. So, and we're, I, I imagine we're going to be hanging out at some point while I'm there. Yeah. So I'll just bring it along. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the show that game Sprite mode pitched to us was a show called D Gata defenders. Die Gata defenders. Die Gata defenders. In Daigata Defenders. In Daigata Defenders. I might put that song at the end of next week's episode. Right. Daigata Defenders. Right. I briefly Googled it like last time and I was like, hey, this looks. I'm just putting it out there. And if I'm wrong, you can, you can, I'll give you a free alphanumeric shirt. There's no way this can be, this is not better than 321 Penguins. Country of origin, Canada and Luxembourg. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Die Gata Defenders. I don't know if it's Die or D. But we'll have whatever. to watch the episode. <laughs> we'll have to watch the episode and find out. Die Gata Defenders uh, is an animated series. Uh, follows the travels and adventures of six teenagers, part of an organization called the Daigata Defenders. Uh, their mission as heroes is to defend Rados against evil factions. Oh, I mean, sounds th- th- that sounds interesting. I at least I sounds guess sounds legit. Yeah, you got magic oh. dice or? All right, so to figure out what. Uh, what episode we're going to watch. I'm not even going to bother hitting screen share because Zoom crash has been crashing lately every time I do that. Fucking Zoom, man. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. So it had 52 episodes. So one random number between 1 and 52. And here we go. 31. 31. Th- 31. All right, episodes. So 31 Excuse is... me, princess. This looks like it's following um, from the fame of uh, Airbender. Uh, episode 31 is The Magnificent Two. The Defenders seek to recover the Nova Stone, leaving Eric to train Rion while Seth and Melosa search. Kid Cole takes over a mine to make a set of unbreakable armor and a new guardian, Dark Viper, one of Sai's mutant guardians and a twisted version of Anaconduit. Anna Conduit. 
Eric and Ryan are respond to the distress call with Brackus's help. Uh, as uh, okay, that's just getting into spoiler territory now. It's a spoiler territory. Oh well, no, it's show just... we'll definitely watch from beginning to end. No, no, it's just um the that synopsis is just covering that's oh, a summary just... of the entire episode. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to know how it ends. That's true. We want some some excitement in our life. Not every well, day can be three, two, one. <laughs> well, the name of the episode is The Magnificent Two, which is a reference to The Magnificent Seven, which is a movie I really like, which is also a remake of The Seven Samurai, which is also a movie I really like. See, I've seen... Wait, I have seen both of those. But yeah, yeah, I have. That new Magnificent Seven that remake that came out in like 2017 or so is not very good, but that original one from, what is it, 1965... I think. Something See, like that. I had I have not actually seen that. The the remake or the original? The OG. Oh, the original Magnificent Seven's great. That that new one isn't, but that original one's great. Hell, I own it on Blu-ray. Oh shit. Yeah. I like the movie. The Magnificent a lot. Two. <laughs> the Magnificent Too Much Energon. <laughs> Wait, wrong podcast. Whoops. Uh anyway, we'll be back next week with that. And until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Neil Cal. And uh, until next time, we will uh, uh, American Gladiator with you next week. We'll penguin you later, Paisanos. <laughs> bye bye. Well, that's our story from Gladiator Arena, Los Angeles, California. For Larry Zonka, I'm Mike Adamley. See you again next week for more exciting semifinal action.